Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. McDonald to deep left field. Hamilton back at the wall. Off the wall. Welcome to Boston, Darnell McDonald. The Red Sox, newest hero. is a podcast presented by Setyaya Sport, SVA Sport for short, SVA Sport. Uh, our hope is to be your antidote to anxiety, doubt, and restlessness. We meet you on your journey and support you as you learn how to lean into your mind and find an oasis from the pressures of everyday life. Reflect inwards and find yourself. SVA Sport. Head to the website, svasport.com. We are your hosts, Jack and Mac, live from Scottsdale, AZ. You moved to Denver, though, a year ago, so we might not get to do this a ton in the studio. But I'm glad you're here. That was an unbelievable intro right there, baby. Thank you. Guy has the, you got the voice, everything. I was like, I was feeling that. I made that, that intro my, my calm, my, my meditation. I was, I was in it, so I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's about to get hot, so. It's really, you said it was 49 degrees in Denver. 49. And you haven't gone golfing at all this weekend. No golfing. No golfing. Hank, do we have that picture of him golfing with, uh, it was like Jay Hay and the guys from like a year ago. I'm like, that is like the fanciest golf course I've ever seen in Scottsdale. Uh, probably just can't pull up there. Yeah, right? And uh, we had, like, there was no one on there. Like, we did, they shut the golf course down. They shut it For down. You guys? Yeah. We did like 30 minutes in one hole. We're just going to chill here and just play this whole, like, this most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. Um, you know, shout out to the Players Alliance doing great things. Um, Michael Bourne, look at that guy. Michael Bourne, guy's a, a, a living legend. You talk about someone that got um, I mean, talk everything. about speed. Yeah, speed. Oh, my like, God. Got everything out of their talent. You know what I'm saying? Like, he developed into one of the uh, best leadoff hitters in the game. And, obviously, speed, speed was one of those things. Guy had a knack for putting uh, the barrel of the bat on a baseball. You know, we've had a few of those conversations about a few guys who knew what their role was and they didn't try to do too much after that. Like Marco Scudero knew what his job was as a middle infielder, as a speedy leadoff guy too. And that's what got him that big contract with Boston because he, he came up in the clutch, the, those games um, in San Francisco towards the end of his career, clutch hitting, timely hitting, won an MVP. Awareness. Awareness is one of the greatest skills you can have. He's like, this is what I do. I'm going to be ready when my name's called. Uh, I'm going to get really good at catching every ground ball, that routine ground ball. I'm going to make every routine play. Um, uh, I'm going to put the ball in play. And then every now and then I might even go bridge, go deep, especially at, uh, at Fenway when he got over there to the Red Sox. But 
Um, I think most importantly, just, man, dude was a hell of a teammate. Guy knew how to make people laugh, too. Oh, so he's my God. Fun, he's you had a ton around. of those teammates. I did. That was the best part of my career is, like, with my teammates. And uh, not only, like, were these guys, like, good players, but these guys were great people. Oh, yeah. Learned, learned a lot from a lot of – I learned – I developed a lot of skills from watching big leaguers. I call these are, these are big leaguers. These are pros. I mean, just to think, just in Boston alone, David Ortiz, clubhouse leader, three-time World Series champion, but, like, he could get angry if things aren't going his way or if a call didn't go his way. We've seen some <laughs> outbursts, right? Yeah. Dustin Pedroia, the same way, captain of the Boston Red Sox, same way. Kevin Euclid, everybody knew, like, what he was capable of when things weren't going his way, right? You know, like, how do you, how do you stay yeah. calm in moments like that? Like, I think the whole purpose, you know, we've been talking about starting this show for, you know, the last few weeks, a few months now, about having the um, the knowledge to know that things aren't going to go your way, but like you said, you can't live in the past. You got to keep moving forward. Like how early on, kind of like talk about how you got into that side of things before you started SSVA. Yeah, interesting. Now those names that you named, unbelievable names. And those are just a couple, right? Like oh yeah, yeah. Jason Veritas, the captain. That's right. The guy had a C on his jersey. And had a seal on his jersey for a reason. Like, you know, the type of captain, like, he reminded me of my dad. Because my dad just gave me that look, and I was like, oh, shit, I better get my shit together. Like, he didn't understand anything. That was, that was Veritech. Tim Wakefield. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, just a lot of Papabon, just a lot of unbelievable uh, leaders, man, is all, all in one place. But uh, we talk about the, you know, being present, being in the moment. Boston is kind of where it started to um, come together for me. When I say come together, man, I was just practicing gratitude every day, right? Intentionally, unintentional, probably unintentional, more unintentional, but I was just happy to be there. I'm like, man, I've been released. I've been all, all the worst things that already happened right. to me. So when I was there, man, I'm like, this is, I'm playing with house money. Uh, then, you know, I'm getting in the lineup. I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm playing. I'm starting. And uh, it was really, like, I know it cliche, sounds cliche, but it was like, man, yeah, it was day to day, day one day at a time. Um, and also, like, the energy. The energy being able to play at Fenway Park, unbelievable. Like, it's like you're playing in your backyard. Fans oh, yeah. are right on top of you. I love that there's an expectation, like, yeah, we want to win. We're supposed to win. I love that because when I was in high school, like, that's what we did. We, had, we, we expected to win, won three state titles in football and baseball. But for the first time in pro ball, when I was with Boston, I felt that again. Right. Man, and that's like, I remember the last time I had you on my show a few months back, I pulled up the video of your daughter interviewing Pedroia and some of the other guys on like one of like their clubhouse pregame shows. <laughs> so like, it was like a cool culture. Everybody yeah. was kind, like not only to you, but your family as well. And that's one of the reasons my daughter wants to go into journalism, right? She got that experience. She really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, culture, culture is, is, is everything. And that's, Another thing that you know, being over there is like you can see that, and there's there's people that've been there for years, um, you know, the between the clubhouse attendants, the the people that work the concessions, 
outside of the stadium. Like it was, everyone was, it was one big family. It was a family production. And you did not feel that way about the New York Yankees at all, did you? F the Yankees. No. Jeez. The Yankees is, uh, you know, that's Wall Street, man. That's corporate. That's, yeah. That's Saks Fifth Avenue. That's, uh, you know, you come to work, come, do your work, punch the clock, and you leave. But, yeah, I definitely, I didn't, and I wasn't there I, right. long enough to, to feel that, put it that way. But, Brief stint. If you would have blinked, you would have missed me. Um, no, I'm not really a Yankees fan. It was, it was like a very brief stint, but I just happened to catch you that one day at Fenway Park colliding with Curtis Granderson and dropping that ball. Getting that E9 like we were talking E9. about. E9. I didn't even, didn't so even it, touch it. It wasn't a collision. Ball's probably, it was his ball. I didn't hear him calling it. I got over there at the last minute. I jumped out of the way. Ball drops on the ground. No one touched the ball. Next thing I know, I look up E9. Oh, what? E9? Uh, what, like, can someone explain this to me? But at the time, um, man, I was so just, the game was speeding up on me. I was so overwhelmed at, at the time. But I, to this day, I'm like, someone grab a rule book and explain how I got an error on that play. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you knew the scorekeeper at Fenway. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah, I didn't think about that. I'm pretty sure someone from the, the Yankees was like, yeah, give Darnell. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it from a man, Curtis, because Curtis is such a good guy. Ferrari F50, Curtis, great, like, all-American guy. So I'll take the air. Curtis strikes me as one of those guys that kind of has it all figured out. Every right. time I see him in an interview, I'm like, wow. Right. Such a well-spoken guy, hard-working individual. He's got it all figured out. Ferrari F50, baby, like, you got that right. And if you need to know something, you got, like, go to Curtis. So imagine, like, you got the dynamic of that. You have Curtis Granderson. We got A-Rod. We got Jeter. But, like, the mix of this this collective group is it just, I, I just laugh. And then you got Curtis, you know, right there in the middle, and he can uh, bring all sides together. Who was Swisher was still there, 2012? No, I don't think, no. Yeah, was he there? No, I don't think Swisher Andrew Swisher Jones was there. was there. AJ, yeah, AJ was there. Um, he might have been hurt at the time. Man, what is that guy? Like, man, I, and that's, I wish I would have been able to watch him play more. He had the best, yeah. one, to this day, best cleats all time. All time. Like, goaded cleats, the Jordans. I think they were, uh, they weren't, the, he, had, he might have had some 11s, but I don't know what, they're Ford, might have been Fords, but whatever they were, most, I'm, uh, unreal. I'd, I'd wear them to church, they're so beautiful. The, the thing I loved about Andrew Jones is not only like an insanely talented guy, like 18 straight out of high school, just killing it with a Braves team, with Chipper Jones, John Smoltz, Tom Glavin, like those were like their prime years in the 90s. Yeah. Every single time he came to the plate, especially I noticed this when I was watching him as a kid in his later years, like with the Yankees, always smiling when he's at the plate. <laughs> always. I was thinking the same. It was always like a little smirk, and then it like yeah, kept yes. going. He's like, yes. yeah. I'm like, what the hell is he, what the hell is he smiling about? I, I think I, I actually tried to do it a couple times, like <laughs> go to the plate and smile. Like that's how good it was. And I, it's funny that you bring it up that, yeah, man, the guy has ice in his veins. You're 18 years old in the playoffs. And he's smiling. He's doing he's doing yoga with his mouth, mouth yoga. And smiling is one of the best things you do. And think that he's doing this in the playoffs in a batter's box 
Unreal. Uh, I mean, it's so cool to see some people like that. Like Nick Swisher, I mentioned too. I think he's one of the more standout, at least personalities that ever yeah. played the game of baseball. For sure. You know, like wasn't the greatest player of all time. Great player, yeah. contributed big time during that Yankees 2009 run. Was big with the Oakland A's as well. Like, he always had a smile on his face. Always interacting with fans. Always like a clubhouse favorite. I feel like again, like he knew his role too. I put him up with. Uh... Probably Dustin Madroya as far as like energy, what they bring, oh, yeah. and like I, when I first got it to the Red Sox and see Pedroia and he's like, yeah, let's go, let's, let's fucking go, and I, I'm like, damn, I, like, I want to see if this if this lasts till the end of the season. I want to see if this dude keeps it up, right? Like, okay, and yeah, it's every day. Like, that's what he brings every day. 162 plus. We say plus because we're going to the playoffs. We ain't even thinking about 100. We thinking about Plus, and Swisher and those, I, I, same man. They they they're um, we call them net positive, right? They add to the group. They add the energy, and so that's a, a a great skill to have. You need those type of guys on on your team. Um, culture, you talking about with culture? Yes. Like man, like these guys are the heartbeats of uh, these cultures. So, like, at that level, obviously, it's a passion, but it's also your job. You know, kind of the purpose of this show, what we kind of want to talk about, because you're curious as all hell about it, is what's happening with youth baseball and why the culture isn't quite the same. It's more about individuals making it on their mm -hmm. own and getting to that next level than it is about just playing to play the game and enjoy yourself. Because, like, when you played, you got drafted by the Baltimore Orioles in the mid-'90s. You know, like, mm -hmm. you know what it takes to get to the next level, but you said you had fun along the way. You enjoyed the journey. It wasn't all about, like, oh, scouts are watching me today. You know, like, I got to perform. Like, it's all about me today. Like, it's about the team first. And I feel like a lot of youth baseball programs and tournaments and showcases have mm -hmm. kind of lost sight of all that. Right, 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 man. Shit. There should be a lawsuit. What's going on in, in youth sports? Like it's unbelievable. I just seen these kids, how stressed out they are, the anxiety. Um, and when you're playing this showcase mentality, right? Like basically, we're we're teaching and developing kids that have a fixed mindset, where it's all about results, 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 results. I see guys that, like, kids, they, they team one, and they're still, these kids, I've never seen so many kids leaving games crying, not feeling good. And it's, it's not, that's not what sports were designed to do. Um, like I said, the, the, the greatest thing that we can empower these kids with is uh, the ability to self-regulate, self-regulation, and uh, growth mindset. And you got this growth mindset, you can do anything. Like, I want to do... I want to be challenged. I want to do the hard things because even if I don't do it, it's I'm still going to get better, right? And that just means not yet. And then when I do it, right, what's that do? Well, you get confidence, right? Self-confidence. And so, I'm, you know, watching watching what's going on now and just think like showcase. There's no we no compete. Yeah. No um, um, team. You know, there's no team concept. Um, so I hope, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how or, um, you know, if it'll change, right? Like, because now what's youth sports are $16 billion business, right? Data, showcase, 
rankings. Right? They're fifth grade, you're ranked. And who gives a rat's that we're ranked? What do you you're fifth grade? What do you mean you're ranked? Um like in ten years you shouldn't even be ranked as a fifteen year old, right? What do you what yeah, what do you you ranked? And then uh this pitcher only crap? What is a pitcher? Yeah. Like you're what do you mean you're oh so seventh grade the, the 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 ceiling is set. That's all you are as a pitcher. That's all you can do. Why? Why? Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Like, be a ball player. Be a, be a ball player. Be a baseball player. That's bigger. The greatest compliment I can give you is you're a ball player. This means it's not like oh you can run fast, you can throw. No, you you can play the game. You can do everything. Like, strive to be that. I mean, you don't even, like I talk about scouts, you know, scouts are honestly not even needed anymore because all the numbers are there. All they got to do is show up and look at the stats on, a, on the iPads. It's like, oh, he seems like a good player. Analytically, let's give him a shot. Uh, you don't even see the guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, yeah. And, you know, like it, didn't we just talk about culture? Yeah. Exposure, well, the worst part about all of this is those cultures are not only becoming less connected, but... You're developing these kids to have the biggest egos at such a young age because their parents are telling them they're great. Mm. Their coaches are like, oh, sit down. Like, you don't need to work as hard as the others because people are looking mm. at you and we need to preserve your energy. We need to preserve your talent. Mm. Make sure you're not getting hurt. Right, right. Entitlement, man. Yeah, that's, that's an epi- epidemic going around. Um, and just little things, man. It's, it's – I remember – Back playing pro ball, right? And they had, you know, you seen the white bottom cleats? Yeah. Like the white bottoms, you're like, you wanted white bottoms. You were, you were baller, ballers had white bottoms. And I remember going to Nike and I was like, man, how, you know, how can I like to get some of those cleats with the, the white bottoms on them? And the guy was like, well, uh, those guys, you got to have two all-star games. You got to go to two all-star games to get those, those or have like a, uh, injury or something they said that to get those white bottoms but that's okay right like it gives me something to strive for um but now like man you can go on nike id or whatever and get some white bottoms you can get your name on your stuff you can get your number um back in the day yeah man you had to earn all that there was levels you talk about levels yeah there's levels to all those that that's stunning yeah, and I completely agree with the fact that I don't think it's going to change, at least not anytime soon, the way it's going. Oh, not when, like, yeah, it's like I said, $16 billion business. So I don't see it changing soon, but when these, uh, like I said, what's also, like, we're, we're cultivating these kids are, man, I've never seen so many stressed out kids, right? Stress, anxiety, um, you know, it's tough to... Tough to sustain that, right? Playing playing a game like that at any level, right? And so the best thing that ever happened in 2013 when the Cubs said, you know, we're going to develop a mental skills program. Shit, I wish I had a mental skills program. It would change the trajectory of my career because, yeah, it's all it's all, it's all the mindset, the mental game. It, that's that's what it is. Like these, we put so much stock in all this. Um, like I said, the rankings and all these things. I really, truly believe that um, I would say 20% is fundamentals. Fundamentals. Another 80% is your mindset. Okay? Mindset. And like, how can I get in the right mindset? 
when I am playing well, what what is my mindset, right? And then how can I continue to cultivate that mindset or come to the yard with that mindset or get in the box with that mindset um, to create consistency? And that's what's going to allow you to really execute is just the mindset, feeling good. It don't matter, like, coming in here to do a podcast or whatever you do. Like, you're going to do it better if you feel good. Oh, yeah. I mean, set those standards that you know that you need to do for yourself, whether it's, like, eating a certain amount, going to the gym beforehand, you know, getting those little things out of the way, those little tweaks in your life. That way, when you show up to the ballpark or you show up to work, you show up at the studio, mm. you're ready to go and you're able to contribute and do your role. And you hope that everybody brings their part to the table, too, in order to get to that one essential goal of winning a championship or the division or having a good podcast, you know? I guess, the, yeah, the more you know, hopefully you do better. Like So, like, there's more awareness around it. I, when I signed in, in 97... Baltimore Orioles, they're like, don't lift weights. We don't want you to lift weights. It's not good for you. Now, every team in, in, in pro ball has a strength and conditioning coach. Um, same thing with the metal side in 2013. I think we're the first team to develop a program. Now, every team has a, a mental conditioning program. Um, so, you know, that gives me hope. I don't think that's... that's uh, trickle down to the, the the youth part, right? And that's where this SVA sport's gonna come in, right? We're gonna, this is, I know, we know, this is what kids need, this is what we all need, and we're gonna give it to them in a real, like, simple way. Like, I love this simplicity, it's all about simplicity. Mm-hmm. I feel like this next generation of athletes, too, and unfortunately, I see the numbers dwindling when it comes to people going out and playing baseball or football or basketball because everybody just finds their phone or their iPad mm. and they're just staying home. Like, when I was a kid, I lived on a cul-de-sac. Everybody was out every day during the summer months playing kickball, playing all these games. Right. Morning, afternoon, night, we were outside all the time. My neighborhood now, back home, ton of little kids, nobody's ever outside because they're all on their iPads. They're all on the TV. <laughs> nobody, nobody exercises anymore. And I feel like it's, it's yeah. going down that way for baseball players. Not only are they going to be entitled and the culture's not going to be as strong, but nobody's as driven and motivated because they're just told that they're awesome. So they're either going to be way too high or way too low when things are going great and when things are not going so great. We're like, you guys as professionals growing up were taught to be even keel. Yeah, top. But how, like, how do we practice that, right? And we just learn from, through experience. And, you know, it's just human nature to... We find we want that quick shot of dopamine, right? That quick, like that, that, that like social media gives you. I know I post on how I get these likes, and you get these quick shots of dopamine. And same thing that's kind of happening in sports. And unfortunately, like because of Sports Center and all the these networks, all you see is the highlights. You know, all the kids see are the highlights. They don't see the work that goes into creating that one highlight. And um, so there's no, there's no, there's no process. I think about remember like when albums came out back in the day. You go to Best Buy, you come out. I think every Tuesday, you ride over to Best Buy, you buy the album, ride back. You gotta unwrap it, put it in. You had the case logic. You had your all your your CDs and your little case logic thing weighed about seventy five pounds. <laughs> now you just press a button. Got it. Like. I don't need to go outside. I just got it right here. Um, 
But we I, ultimately, that's not not going to work, right? That's not again can't sustain that, right? The beauty is in the journey. The beauty is in the process. Um, I think back to like and like yeah, like all the bus rides. That's what I remember the most. You know, playing at Fenway, playing in Yankee Stadium, all that awesome. But the long ass bus rides and the minor leagues and all all the shit I had to go through to get to those those type of moments that people don't see. Like, yeah, man, that's what it's about. And that's what makes the all those other things uh, worthwhile. Especially, I feel like in the minor league years. The way that minor league baseball play, like the grit and the grind you had to go through, and still to this day, I know they've made a few different changes going into the 2022 right. season, which are great, step in the right direction, they're making progress, but for years on end, you know, you're not getting paid well, you're not eating well, you're staying, you're bunking with like three or four different guys at a time, like what was your experience like that? Because like that stuff will make or break you. Absolutely. And so I was a first rounder, right, so I, I had some money in my pocket, um, but I remember the first uh, first year of pro ball. The I think the salary it was eight hundred a month. Eight hundred. That's I think I think that's before taxes. And then like okay, you got a, a phone bill. Man, I don't even think you know. Not many people even had the the cell phones back then. I'm down. I'm I'm getting old. And then you don't get you got to sign a short-term lease you're getting taxed on that right short-term lease furniture basically for i spent like 10 years in the minor leagues i was paying to play baseball i wasn't making any money i was paying i was actually paying to play um it's good to see that changing right changing um the food you know we had to eat yeah. Just stuff like, man, it was, this is inhumane. Like, these are the things you got to do to, like, follow your dream, to hope, like, man, I'm going to get an opportunity to play in the show. And then you find out, yeah, you, maybe you, you get to the show. Then there's even a smaller percentage of guys that make money, get a contract, and can can live happily ever after, so to speak. And so there's no – we didn't have a, a – a blueprint on like transitioning. How do you transition from like this? Is what you've been doing all your life, and how do you go like? How do you figure out the real world, real life? No. And, and that's a very difficult thing to learn because if you don't make it, and you do have to go back into the real world, whether you you know pursue business opportunities, go different directions, like you're starting SVA Sport and trying to rebrand everything there too. It's like it's difficult stuff, and you don't get taught that growing up being a ball player, you know, unless you are going out of your way to understand it. No, and yeah, you're not. And the same mindset that worked for you in baseball or the minor leagues may not be the same mindset that's going to work for you in business or, you know, after. And so, again, that's part, uh, and everything, I feel like everything for me happens for a reason. I didn't think I was going to be, you know, if you, when I was playing, someone said, you know, you're going to be doing mental skills and you're going to be this mental I probably would have laughed I, I, I never thought um, but it's good I always felt like like everything that I went through on that journey is not going to go in vain I'm going to be able to help other guys you know transition I'm going to help other guys um, and hopefully expedite their process of fulfilling their dream 
What do you enjoy more, helping those guys that are already at the level or, like, approaching the level? Or, like, because you just got your certificate, too, your coaching in Denver, too, for youth sports as well. Like, yeah. what do you enjoy more? I, I enjoy the grind, man. That's me. That's in my DNA. Man, I know the grind. I, I like, what you know, the people that I really connect with and that, like, resonate with me are people that, like, the underdogs. I always root for the underdog. I was an underdog. So those, those guys, man. Sometimes it only takes one person to be like, man, you can do it. You can do this. And you can go do it. I mean, that's how my mom was for me, right? When she was alive, she, and I was like, man, I'd have this crazy dream. I was like, I want to play in the big leagues. And she's like, okay, yeah, go do that. Just sort of like matter of fact, I'm like, yeah. It's like, it's nothing. And I really believe, like, oh, I can, I can do that. Like, okay. Like, yeah, go manifest. You're right, so I want to I wanna be that. That's what I do for other people, man. Well, I'm very intrigued uh, moving forward to talk to some people that we get on this, too, whether it be a coach or a former player, to talk about their opinions and their philosophies on some of this stuff. Because, again, I'm very curious as to why the game kind of switched this way, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't kind of, like, overnight either, you know? Like, it right. happened throughout the years of, like, it became less about a team atmosphere and more about me, 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 especially at the younger level. Yeah, I mean, I am too. I, I really, and I kind of, you know, that's kind of like my first question to people and parents are like, why are you doing this? Like, you know, like, you're writing, out, you're, writing out, you're writing out these checks to these coaches and stuff, but we're not holding them accountable to develop. Your kid, like, do you see, like, they should, they should be able to say, like, yeah, he's working on this, this, and this, right? And you should be able to see that as a parent. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of the, the things that I hear from parents, like, man, we have to do this. We have to do this, or, you know, and the kid won't be able to go to college, or he won't be able to, like, okay, well, I mean, we didn't do this stuff. Nope. Like, there's, anytime that there's a, the red flag for me is when it, there's only one way. Like, I don't believe there's one way to do anything. So when someone ever says, man, this is the way you got to do it like this, I'm immediately like, I'm good on that. Like, I'm out. Because that's, that, that's not, I don't believe, there's, I'm Bruce Lee, there's not one way. And, you know, when Bruce Lee said, we're going to do this Jeet Kune Do, they wanted him to name his art, and he didn't really want to name his art. Because he believed once you start relying and believing in this one art, you're going to get beat by some other art. So then he's like, you know, came with the Jeet Kune Do way, which is the way of no way. Yes, sir. You want to do it? Go after Go after it and get it, right? First and foremost, surround yourself with people that are going to help you get there, too. Most Master important. Yeah, most important. I, I think that's, those are, so these are all the controllable things that get o overlooked, right? And when we focus on what we can control, we have less anxiety. When we focus on things that uh, we can't control, that's those things that usually give us the most anxiety. So control the controllable. Like you just mentioned, surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Yeah, do that. Focus on that. And you become more like that. When you start with things like that. Last question for you before we wrap up. Is calm a superpower? You tell me, right? Like, I don't care what you're doing. You're going to do it better if you're calm. If you're up there like AJ. If you're irate, <laughs> yeah. So, and, and you're able to, to, to cap, tap, 
tap into this calm in the middle of chaos, yeah, it's your superpower. What I don't want to get misunderstood is it's not about being calm all the time. It's not about being at peace and calm all the time. Um, like I said, there's not one way to do anything. Find out what works for you. But what I will tell you is um, when it is chaos and there's going to be some type of chaos in your life or in sports or whenever, like shit's going to hit the fan, what resource do you have to go to when shit hits the fan? And that's all that matters because it's not what happens to us, it's how we respond to it. And now that you said that, uh, you know, the AJ in the batter's box and reminded me of that. And we got to get him on the show to talk yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so yeah. curious. Yes. Did you know you were smiling every right, single time right. on television? I don't even think he knew it. Right. That's what I, I want to know. That's the same thing. Like, were you doing this on purpose or were you just like in the moment having so much fun? And that's what it is. When you see someone smile, they are in control of their emotions. They're in control of themselves. Right, and so that's what I see uh, from that. And obviously, he did a great job and went on to play however many years and be really good at that. But there's something to be said for that, right? And I would love to challenge these kids, the youth, the younger. See if you can smile in the box. See if you can smile in the box. And I guarantee, if you oh, focus on smiling, you're not gonna be focused on where my hands are at. Oh, I'm 0 for 10. Oh, like all these things are going to impede us from really executing and being great. You're not going to be focused. You're going to forget about those things. All the external stuff that we worry about, you'll, you'll stop worrying. You'll stop, you'll stop thinking about that. You'll become present just by simply smiling in the batter's box. And now all the kids, kids I work with, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I tell them to... I want guys to learn how to work easy. Make it look easy. Make it look good. Make it look good. Make it make it easy. All the people that do stuff really well, they make it look easy. So that's one thing. And now I'm going to add the, the smiling to that, too. Now I like that. Thank you, Andrew Jones, for uh, for inspiring us today. But this is going to be a lot of fun moving forward. Some of the people we're get, going to get to talk to, some of the conversations we're going to have, going to get down into the nitty-gritty of all of this, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, if you were wondering, calm is a superpower. Uh, you just explained it. I mean, if you're irate and you're off the walls, like you're not going to make any rational decisions. Right. You know? I'm not fight or flight. No. You, we want to tap into... Like I said, that parasympathetic nervous system, being present, being in the moment, and that comes from cultivating calm. And if you guys want to learn more, of course, head to the website, sbasport.com. Set Yaya Sports, started by this man right here, Darnell McDonald. It is Jack and D-Mac. Calm is a superpower presented by SVA Sport. Until next time, namaste. McDonald to deep left field. Hamilton back at the wall. Imagine if we could uh, focus on the baseball or focus on anything that we're doing. That's a superpower. So this is a superpower that we have. We can develop the skill of being present, being in the moment. High drive, deep left. He's got another deep, far, and very gone. Arnold McDonald takes him out of the yard, and the Red 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.